Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. Well, hello, welcome back to Radio KVPV. This is Ranger Gord, and we're going to have another one of our Farley's Frontier Chronicles this week because uh, in this week's Shooting the Breeze, actually October 28th, 2020, which is last week as I record this, uh, we had a milestone anniversary that uh, would have went by had uh, Farley not put this into Shooting the Breeze. And it's all about uh, sort of the beginnings of our museum. And that was the return, well, not the return, but the uh, transfer of Kootenay Brown's cabin from its location to where it sits now. And the importance of that is that this was the beginnings of our museum as it stands now. For several years, you may know that uh, the museum stood as a main building and a few uh, heritage buildings until finally its expansion into what you see today. But uh, 50 years ago, um, as of Friday, October 30th, 1970, is when that process began. Now the Historical Society itself had been formed in 1966 and it stood for several years as a an idea of uh, uh, saving the documented history and uh, a number of the recollections while people were still around. But they realized they were going to need a physical form in, or in order to interest people and into maintaining the a physical presence in Pincher Creek. So this week marks an important historical anniversary in the Chronicles of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. So as I said, as of Friday, October 30th, 2020, it was the 50th anniversary of when the rustic three-room log cabin of John George, also known as Kootenay Brown, was moved to what is now our museum grounds. Back in the autumn of 1970, October 30th, also was on a Friday as it is this year. Brown's pioneer log structure was the first building to be moved to our facility. Half a century later, Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village has developed into a world-class local history museum. The fact that Kootenay Brown was a very colorful and well-known frontiersman, along with the timing of the cabin's arrival, resulted in the name that we have for the museum today. 
Brown's secluded dwelling was located along a winding tributary to the Waterton River at a point close to two miles downstream or east of the current park gates. It was nestled on a knoll surrounded by a thick grove of poplar trees. According to local folklore, the cabin received lots of sunshine, a feature that many of the mountains surrounded Waterton Lake's dwellings did not always receive. Kootenay Brown truly appreciated the tranquility of the spot. The 30-plus mile move into Pincher Creek was facilitated by Mitchell's Movers and was uh, an initiative of several hard-working historical society volunteers. Among them, Frank Marr, W.F. Metzler, Joe Jenkins, Wilbur Lang, Ken McDowell, Clarence Smith, Frank Austin, William Boyden, Boyden pardon me, Eileen Rhodes, Reg Beer, and Fred Huddleston, among others. And it's important to note that as of that point in 1970, and we think of that as fairly late in history, many of the people I've just mentioned would have known of Kootenay Brown, either by generational story or possibly even personally when they were younger uh, persons. The challenges of the move included having to cross two creeks and remove an awful lot of brush before the highway could be reached, highway number six, and then having to ensure that a concrete foundation was in its place for the historical building on the museum grounds. The Historical Society launched a fundraising campaign to move the cabin and get the museum started. The movers provided their own on-the-road accommodations into a rebuilt school bus. So it wasn't a, a, a day-long process, it was an overnight operation. Now born in 1839, Kootenay Brown was a historical icon and saw much of the world during a great era of change and he actively participated in much of the change in the development of this southwestern corner of the Canadian prairies. Born in Ireland, he served in the British Army during the India Mutiny of the late 1850s. Seeking adventures in the New World, Brown was active in the Caribou Gold Rush deep in the British Columbia interior. He also traded with members of the Kootenai First Nation and it was through this association that he earned his nickname. Kootenay Brown first arrived at Waterton Lakes in 1865 after crossing the Continental Divide through the South Kootenay Pass. This was a favored route of the Kootenay Nation on their way to hunt buffalo in the British North American Plains. It's possible that Brown may have been the first non-commissioned European explorer to follow the route. We all know of Blackiston and other explorers of the area Kootenay came through on his own. He wasn't employed or activated to do it. But immediately he was captivated by that area's stunning mountain scenery and the abundance of buffalo. About a dozen years later, he returned to settle and he spent close to four decades at this beloved Waterton Lakes. Here he traded with the First Nations along with fellow frontiersman Fred Canoose, and he also homesteaded, um, and it was a piece of homestead land where this, our current cabin came from, 
and he served as superintendent of the Kootenai Forest Reserve and later Waterton Lakes National Park. Brown's backcountry trips, monitoring wildlife, fish, and tourists were legendary, as were his multi-day multi trips into Pincher Creek to conduct business. He made stopovers along the way, such as at the Victoria Peak Ranch of Frenchy Riviere, or at the Glasgow's Twin Butte Spread, with another night probably spent at the Jug Handle Ranch operated by Marie Rose and Charlie Smith. Brown's favorite stop in town was at the Arlington Hotel. And as you may have already guessed, many of those stops were extended stays fostered by liquid libations. This log cabin was one of four mountain dwellings where Kootenay Brown lived. That's, that's what we know of, at least. He may have had others. One was at Lake Lynette, below the 1927 Prince of Wales Hotel. There was a third along the right bank of the Waterton of the Kootenay River. And a fourth further away along Pass Creek. And it was the, the one on the right bank of the Kootenay River at a place called the Dardanelles, where he operated his trading post in concert with Fred Canoose. Now the cabin that we have preserved today at Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, the only one that's still surviving. We have a few artifacts furnishing this structure that were used by Brown and his family, or came to us via many of his friends and neighbors. One example is the wooden leather Davenport in the living room. If you don't know what a Davenport is, well, that's like a sofa. And it was a convertible, could be able to be converted into a daybed as well. And that was built by Kootenai and Nietzsche Moose's friend, the carpenter and the Métis pioneer, Ludger Garreau. So this material was written and provided by our own curator at Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, Farley Wuth. And if you want to know more about Kootenay Brown or would ever like to uh, look through many of the archives or anything else about the village, we are open on our fall schedule right now, 10 a.m. to 4.30 on the weekdays, Monday to Friday. Thank you and look forward to more of Farley's Frontier Chronicles here on Radio KBPB. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.